Welcome to the Unfeigned Faith Bible Study, where we'll be doing a weekly Bible study, typically going through a book of the Bible together, and uh, this will go alongside our regular Unfeigned Faith podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Philippians 2, and, uh, and we're going to look at some, uh, some faithful ministers, and uh, hopefully we can get some lessons from, uh, from these faithful ministers that are laid out here in Philippians 2. And, um, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, get right into it. Let me, uh, let me get up my Bible app. I might cross-reference a few passages. All right, Philippians 2. And uh, yesterday we ended with, I kind of touched on several topics yesterday, but we ended with Paul was going to send Timothy uh, to, to, to the church of Philippi to encourage them. And, uh, and he had basically said, you know, no man is like-minded uh, who would go to you and naturally care for your state. Like, like Timothy would. In other words, Timothy going on Paul's behalf, um, is, uh, uh, would be as though Paul himself was there. The, the care and the same love that they've experienced from Paul would be passed on, uh, really carried out through Timothy. And, and what a, what a wonderful thought that is and testimony of Timothy and following and serving, uh, um, with, with Paul there and, uh, and, uh, what, what a, a great example there of, uh, of following the leadership. And uh, so he goes on, he's going to talk a little bit about Timothy. So the first servant we want to zero in on is Timothy and his faithfulness. And look at verse number, uh, uh, Philippians 2, we'll look at verse number uh, number 22, talking about Timothy. But you know the proof of him, that as a son with a father, he hath served me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently as soon as I shall see how it will go with me. And so... So he talks a little bit about Timothy's faithfulness in serving and his his care with Paul, and he says he is he has faithfully served with me in the gospel. And uh, and uh, by the way, here's what you're going to find in 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 life: great leaders are uh, come come from great followers. Great leaders come from great servants. Uh, you look in scriptures, you find uh, you find people like like Joshua, mighty leader. But before he ever led, led Israel, he was found just being a servant to Moses. And he was kind of quiet, and he just was in the background there. Stuff falling from the closet. <laughs> he was just kind of in the background and, and serving there with uh, with Moses. And it's a little wonder that God chose him. You have Elisha. He was just a faithful servant of Elijah. He he carried his bags for him. He just he just uh uh you know was 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 uh privileged to just serve with the great Elijah. And uh and you know what? The Bible records him uh doing double the things that uh, that Elijah did. And on and on you go in the scriptures and you're going to find faithful servants. You you find the 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 apostles. What do they do? They serve Jesus. And, and they were greatly used. And then they found people and, and people served them and came up under them. And, and that's, that's kind of just how it goes. Um, Paul said to Timothy, uh, this same Timothy in the, in the, in the, the book that bears his name, he says in 2 Timothy 2 2, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Now, Timothy never got to that point uh, except for the fact that he himself was a faithful follower. So as he's a leader, by the time he becomes a pastor and Second Timothy's written, he's now a leader looking for faithful followers. Now, it's not about, um, I want to be careful how we look at this, because it's not about, oh, the pastor having all these servants or a spiritual leader having all these servants, but it's about 
the, the, the journey in this sense to spiritual maturity and to spiritual leadership. And, uh, and so a good sign of a spiritual leader, how he got there, a strong one who's going to stay in the fight, he has learned himself how to serve, how to be a servant. And so that's what we see with Timothy. And, and by the way, I want to challenge us with this. I think every believer, every person ought to have a Timothy in their life. Every, every mature believer needs to have a Timothy at some point. By the way, that's a part of maturity is being able to teach others also and being able to pass on what you have learned. Listen, the Christian life is not just about me getting, 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 getting. It's about others and serving and mentoring and, and investing in others. Now there's going to be seasons where it might change and fluctuate. The season for a parent, the primary, uh, disciples that you have are your children. All right. That doesn't mean you can't disciple others, but don't sacrifice your children for the sake of discipling others. And uh, they're your primary disciples. You ought to have others as well. And, uh, and, and, and in life, depending, you know, the, the different times, but, but, but ask yourself the question, who am I mentoring right now? Who am I passing these truths on? Who am I sharing these things and passing on my heart for the Lord and my ministry? Who am I training and who am I teaching along the way? Well, that was Timothy and Paul. In fact, you see this principle all over and over in, excuse me, in, uh, uh, um, trying to remember, uh, trying to remember which book it's in, but the Bible talks about, um, uh, the older women. Teaching the younger women how to, how to love their husbands, how to be keepers at home, and how to, how to love and, tra- and train their children. Why? The older women have learned it. Alright? The implication is that their children are raised and grown, and they've gotten along with their husband, that uh, they haven't, uh, you know, they, they've learned some lessons along the way, and they're teaching the younger, you see? And, uh, we see that kind of a mentorship and talks about the, the aged men, you know, and treating them like a father and, and those kind of things. It's a, it's a mentorship process. By the way, one of the beauties of, of the church and, uh, you know, nowhere else in society are you going to find, uh, non-family members te- typically seeking leadership and guidance of people outside of their, their age bracket or their demographic. But in church, you ought to see that. In, in a church setting, you ought to see, uh, uh, this mingling going on of older and younger and, and our children should be very comfortable, uh, uh, learning and spending time with the adults and, and, and getting, uh, gleaning from them everything that they can. And see, this is that mentorship. And so Paul, he says, you know, the proof of him, his testimony has gone before. Uh, it's been proven. That, that as a son with a father, that's how Timothy was with Paul. He says, he has served me in the gospel. He's, he's been there for him, met his needs, and, and as he's coming up in the gospel. In fact, Timothy even, uh, talks in the same light, uh, of, uh, or Paul talks in the same light of Timothy as he sends him to Corinth in the, in, uh, in First Corinthians. He says, I'm hoping to send Timothy to you. And why? Because he is such a blessing. He's got the heart of Paul, and he's a servant. Right. And he goes on. He goes, I'm going to send him as soon as I see how it's going to go with me. In other words, uh, we're going to see how this whole imprisonment turns out and and we'll kind of go from there, which leads to our next minister that I want to highlight. And that is Paul himself. Paul is just faithful in trials, faithful in these tribulations. And and, uh, you know, uh, he, this present trial that he's in, we see him really through his whole life, uh, through the epistles that he writes. Uh, he's just faithful. He has suffered greatly as a servant of Christ, but he was just faithful through it all. And he says, you know, 
you know, he's got peace about this and he's talked much about joy and rejoicing. And he says, you know, we're going to see how this goes. And notice what he says in verse number 24. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. I'm going to send Timothy once to see how this goes, but, but I, I'm pretty confident that I'm going to come too. And, and, uh, what a, what an optimistic, uh, view and, uh, desirous to, to be there and in person encourage them. And so he goes on and he says, um, uh, you know, he hopes to see them. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we can, we can even talk a lot about Paul's, uh, faithfulness. Uh, uh, you know, he, Paul was interesting because, uh, he, he was so committed to the gospel and so committed to following Christ that, you know, he even said in another place, said, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear to myself that I may finish my course with, here's the word again, joy. You see, and in the ministry, which I've received of him, uh, that was, you know, he never really focused in on the trials that he had, though they were there and he, he would mention them. And I think a big part of him mentioning them was with that mentorship saying, guys, you might face these trials too. You might come to the place where you've got to, you've got to deal with some stuff. There, there may be opposition. There may be false, uh, brethren that attack you like they attacked Paul. There may be, uh, you know, various trials that come your way. And, and so, so, uh, you know, that, that's kind of, uh, how Paul lays, lays these things out. And, and you know what he did when he was in the trials? He witnessed. <laughs> he witnessed to others. The fact that people were saved even in the palace because of his testimony, uh, for Christ, uh, uh, you know, he, you know, I think sometimes we're like, you know, when things turn around, you know, that I'll, I'll be a little more intentional with my testimony, with my witness. And, 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 and Paul just saw, you know, wherever I am, I'm going to be there. And wherever, wherever I am, uh, I'm always a servant of Christ. Whether things are going good, whether things are going bad, whether I'm with my family, whether I'm with lost people, my coworkers, whether I'm with my, my church family, I'm going to be consistent and I'm going to follow through. On Sunday, we uh, touched on a, a really powerful word in the Bible and it's the word unfeigned. And uh, we talked about uh, Timothy's mother and his grandmother who had an unfeigned faith. And uh, boy, uh, that should be our desire. But, uh, you know, no matter what goes along, God has something for us. He's got a purpose for us. And we ought to have that mindset. Let me, let me point us to the, to the next, uh, faithful minister. And it's in the next portion here. It says in verse number, uh, verse number 25, yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your minister and he that ministered to my wants. Here's, here's Epaphroditus. Now, I believe Epaphroditus was the pastor of the church here at Philippi, and he was communicating with the church, and he was, uh, he was gonna send this letter back with him, and, and he says, you know, Epaphroditus, you guys all know him. You know, he's talking about Timothy and his faithfulness, he's sharing what he's going through, but Epaphroditus, he says, here's what he's been, he's been my brother. He's been a companion in labor, he's worked hard, and he's been a soldier with me. And, uh, and he says, and your minister, he's been your minister, you guys know him. Okay. And, uh, and that he ministered to my wants. So what, what, what once means, uh, uh, the things that he needed. All right. The things that he lacked. He ministered to those things. He went and got him. He got him supplies, if you would, and helped take care of him. Probably was one of the offerings that, uh, that this church brought him. It talks about later in chapter four that, that it brought, uh, they sent him time and again and by the hands of Epaphroditus, uh, these offerings. Okay. And so he says he ministered to my wants. So verse 26, for he longed after you all 
and was full of heaviness because that yet heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death. But God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Here's what happened. Uh, along the way, Epaphroditus got very sick. And you know what Epaphroditus' concern was? I don't want the church to worry. I don't want them to worry about me. <laughs> what a what a mindset. Uh, what a servant, by the way. You know, um, a lot of us when we get sick, we just we want the attention. You know, I want somebody to feel sorry for me. But uh, uh, but he said, oh, I don't want the church to worry. And then Paul said, you know, God showed mercy. Uh, the 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 idea was he was so sick he almost died. He had he had coronavirus. <laughs> um, he almost died. And uh, and Paul said, boy, I'm so thankful that God showed mercy and raised him up because as I'm dealing with all this, that, that would have been so much extra sorrow on me. But uh, but the fact that God's not done with him and uh, and he's there as an encourager, a minister to this church, he says uh, he says, praise the Lord for His grace, for His mercy in raising him up. But uh, we see this this man. He was a uh, he was not only a fellow worker with Paul and a fellow soldier. But he was, he was a faithful messenger. You see, he was other-centered. He left his church, whom he loved, carrying by his own hands this love offering to help take care and find out, Paul, what do you need? Let me go get that for you. Let me go take care of some of those things. And uh, was serving him, was concerned what was going on back home, was very sick, and all this stuff was going on. And, you know, he just stayed faithful. And and, and I'm sure this man had a very uh, respected reputation. You know, he it, it talks about him in the Lord. It says, uh, it says verse uh, 28, I sent him therefore... Uh, the more carefully that when you see him again, you may rejoice and that I may be the less sorrowful. Hey, he's like, I, he's got to get back home and let's get you guys back together. And, and, uh, and, and that, that was, that was the mindset. I, w- I want him to rejoice. I want him to get some rest and go back home and have you guys take care of him. And I'm going to have less sorrow because I'm going to know he's okay. Verse 29, receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness. And hold such in reputation. Uh, you know, you know what he's saying to them? You guys ought to esteem this pastor. He's a good man. He's a good servant, a good soldier. He ministered to me. He encouraged me. And I know he's going to encourage you guys as he's back with you. And, uh, he says, hold, uphold his reputation. He had a reputation. And, uh, uh, and, and the word there, reputation, me, it, it comes from a word. It means, it means to be held up in honor or, uh, prized or precious. He says, guys, uphold him. Give him honor. He's been a good soldier. He's been very faithful. That was his character. That was his, his reputation with them. To, uh, uh, he says, receive him as uh, the word, the, the language there is like, like an honored guest when he comes back. Verse 30. Because for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death. He was willing to die for the work of Christ. He says he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life. To supply your lack of service toward me. Um, you know, in other words, lack of service doesn't mean they didn't do a good job. It means that they were only able to do so much. So they sent him out to go be a minister and, and it cost him his health. As he went out and sought Paul out and, and went to go meet his needs, he says, he says he was willing to die to just serve Christ and to go so far. I heard a story of a man. He was on staff at a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a home 
for uh, for troubled uh, troubled teenagers. Uh, they had a boys' home and a girls' home. They were they were separate, but this was their ministry to try to try to help them. And some of these teenagers were come out of gangs and broken homes. Um, some of these young girls bitter and angry from from uh, being abused and just various things and dealing with these young people. Well, there was a man on staff there, and he was found many times. He would be walking uh, up and down the halls of this home and uh and and, and just praying and uh in the in the girls dorm he'd stand outside the rooms and just kind of put his hand on the doors and pray over the names of the girls in these rooms and then in the boys dorm he'd he'd go and he'd step in the rooms and he would he would stand there and just pray and go to the next room and uh and 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 I heard from the pastor he was, he was telling about he said there were times he'd go and just go check on the property and he'd He'd find that man and he'd kind of, would be leaned against the corner and kind of dozing just for a few minutes. And then he'd get back up and he'd pray and he'd pray. And this man, he uh, actually had a, a couple heart attacks. And, uh, you know, but, uh, but the, the pastor there, he said, this man is laying down his life for these young people, giving himself so earnestly to prayer for their souls and that God would, would grip their hearts. And, and let me just say that was Epaphroditus. He was willing to to struggle and to suffer even his very health for the cause of Christ, for what Christ had given him to do. And in this particular sense, it was ministering to the man of God. It was ministering to this missionary, this servant who was under house arrest, who had a lot of needs at this time. And uh, he came and ministered to those needs to the point where he almost died himself. And uh, so he tells the church, he goes, I want you guys to not only receive him, but I want you to honor him. I want you to hold hold him up and uh and 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 honor this man. And uh what a what a tremendous uh testimony Epaphroditus had and and um I've got a uh I've got a quote here from from Charles Spurgeon I want to share. He says, "I know nothing of which I could choose to have as the subject of my ambition for life than to keep faithful to my God till death. Still to be a soul winner." still to be a true herald of the cross and testify the name of Jesus to the last hour. What a testimony of being faithful all the way to death. A testimony of being faithful all the way to the very end. And uh, and we see that with not only Timothy, Timothy, you know, in, in 2 Timothy, uh, uh, which was his kind of last will and testament before he uh, he was martyred, but he said, you know what, I've, I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. He stayed faithful. He said, henceforth, uh, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Uh, and not for me only, but to all those that love his appearing. And, and uh, uh, you know, faithfulness. Epaphroditus was that way. Timothy was that way. Paul here is that way. And and um, be staying faithful. So, I, so the challenge today as we uh, uh, end this little brief time of study is uh, uh, twofold. First of all, think, who's your Timothy. Who are you mentoring and modeling Christianity and and and, and investing in? Uh, we might call it discipleship. Well, I like mentorship because I think discipleship's included in that, but it goes so far beyond. And um, uh, but what is discipleship? It's teaching someone how to be a disciple of Christ. It's not it's not a list of things I've checked off. Oh, I learned about this doctrine and this doctrine, though that's included because doctrine is going to form us and shape us the kind of Christian we're going to be. But uh, but but who are you mentoring along the way? And then the second thing is uh, is this uh, our faithfulness in good times in bad times. How far are we going to go and 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 keep our mind on the mission? What's the mission? 
Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's as he mentioned in the end of chapter one, uh, our conversation B is it becometh the gospel. Are we reflecting the gospel? Are we sharing the gospel? Are we upholding, uh, Christ? Are we, are we seeing others in the light of serving Christ, esteeming others better than ourselves? Early part of chapter two. And, uh, and as Spurgeon said there, I went with my dying breath to the very last hour to be preaching Christ to be sharing the gospel, to be um, uh, 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 following after him, and so forth. And so uh, so I just wanted to share those, uh, those, those helps there. We'll pick up on chapter 3 tomorrow. We're really flying through the book of Philippians. Hope you have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll see you next time. God bless.